friends. Welcome back to another episode of Your Strongest Self podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sam Chernock. I'm a holistic physical therapist and back pain coach. And Happy New Year. I'm recording this on Monday, January 2nd, 2023. And I don't know about you, but I love New Year's. I don't like the process of New Year's in terms of like going through the whole New Year's Eve celebration. My ideal New Year's Eve is in bed at my normal bedtime, which is 8.30. Sometimes I push it to 9. And Todd, my husband, wakes me up at midnight, says Happy New Year, gives me a kiss, and then I blissfully fall back asleep. But my favorite part of New Year's is waking up on New Year's Day with a blank calendar and my journal and colored pens. And I just love the feeling of a fresh start. I love thinking about the possibilities ahead for the year. I get excited planning out vacations and setting goals and just dreaming about what's to come. And it was interesting. I polled my Instagram community and about it was kind of 50-50 on whether or not they were setting New Year goals. And there seemed to be a theme that more people were choosing. They like to choose intentions as opposed to really set goals. And so whether or not you are setting New Year's goals or maybe in the you want to set goals, but you're not really sure what to do, or if you're like me in the past, maybe you always set the same goals every year and you never achieve them. So at this point, you're like, why should I even bother? What's the point? And so I wanted to share a, a couple big shifts that I made in my goal setting process that have helped me so much. And I don't even really think that think of them as specific goals anymore. Like I don't have them written up or hanging on my wall. But in terms of staying on track through the year and making sure that I am growing and accomplishing and doing the things and living the life that I want to live, or at least getting a step closer to what I want that to look like. And so I wanted to share those shifts with you and then also share five journal prompts that will really help you if you want to finally set goals that you'll actually stick with. And and just going back to what I said, historically, I would literally set the same goals every single January 1st, and they would usually be centered around some kind of weight loss goal. Like I would say, okay, I'm cutting out sugar. Like, first of all, no shade to you if that's your goal, but like who cuts out sugar for an entire year? I don't even know why I would set that goal, but I wanted to lose weight. So I'm like, what's going to help me lose weight? Okay, cut out sugar or maybe dry January or I would just, you know, throw out the goal of, okay, I'm going to lose 10 pounds or 15 pounds or whatever, whatever I was feeling that day. And of course, I would fall off the wagon by January 14th and be like, it's fine. I don't really need to lose weight. I love my body. I love how I look. I'm just going to like eat whatever I want and not worry about weight loss. Or I would get to, you know, I would set maybe some other goals related to my career or business and I'd get to March and I'd be like, what were those goals again? Like, I don't even remember what I set. So maybe you can relate and maybe that's one reason why you don't set New Year's goals anymore. Um, or maybe you want to set goals, but you're, you haven't really found a process that works for you and really helps you stick with it. So that's what I want to help you do today. And so 
first, I want to share those two changes or shifts that I made to my process that were a total game changer for me. And the first one is sitting down and taking the time, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever you want, and actually reflecting on the past year. I've always been someone who constantly looks ahead. I'm looking to like my five-year plan, my 10-year plan. I'm always planning out. And I'm 38 years old now. And I feel like every year I get older, the years fly by faster and faster. And I just have been feeling lately like I've just been kind of looking ahead, looking ahead, looking ahead, probably since I was in my high school years, right? Like planning for that next step, planning for college, then planning for the first job, planning for your career, et cetera, et cetera. And now I'm like, wait a minute, I I want to enjoy this. I don't want to just constantly be looking ahead. And also I'm kind of in the age range where in my teens and early 20s, I was looking ahead too. And so really taking the time to reflect on each year, I feel like has helped me ground so much more in my experience and also appreciate and pick up even little things about my experience on this earth that I maybe otherwise would have completely looked over or plowed through just to look to the next thing ahead. And the second shift I made was, um, I, I don't remember where I first heard this. I wish I could remember, but I've seen it kind of all over Instagram. I think you, it's probably not new to you. But instead of setting specific goals, choosing a word that describes how you want to feel for the year instead. And that totally resonated with me. And I'm going to share a little bit more and give you some other specific ideas. But making these changes helped me, number one, take time and feel gratitude for the year that passed, like I said, instead of just rushing through and looking ahead to the next thing. It also took the boredom out of always setting the same goals over and over. And I think too, like I said, my goals were always the same, lose 10 pounds, something associated with that. And I feel like that just totally set myself up for failure every single year because I didn't have a ton of meaning behind it. It was just something that I thought I wanted to do, something that I thought was important to me. And, and so I feel like I just, there was no point in continuing because I didn't really have, I didn't really have as deep of a connection to that goal as I thought I did. And, and that's really what reflecting on the year has helped me see of going through this process of what did I love about this year? What did I love doing? What did I hate doing? And what really resonated with me and what do I want to carry forward with me? in order to continue to grow and change. And the third thing that these changes really helped me see is continuing on with the plan come February, March, April, when I historically forgot even what my goals were. But choosing a word to focus on helped me make decisions and stay focused with my intention throughout the year. And it was really cool. I've only been doing that for the past couple of years. I've been doing this process. And I would say this year specifically, so my my word for 2022 was new. So any opportunity that came up to try something new, I said yes. And so when I'm talking about having that word guide your decisions, I feel like 
it was really cool to reflect back on the year and pick out the highlights and what I felt most gratitude for, what I enjoyed the most, what was the most fun. And it was all things that were focused on, or or I should say surrounded, those new experiences. Maybe those things I wouldn't have said yes to before, but became highlights of my year. For example, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but if you don't know, Todd and I made a big life change this year. We were both feeling really called to leave Seattle. We'd been there. Well, we've We've been here off and on for several years, but we were in that house for five years. It was our first house. We loved it so much, but we were both just feeling kind of this angst and this calling to leave Seattle and go somewhere else, but we didn't really know where that somewhere else was going to be. So we just, we sold our house and put our stuff in storage and we embraced that new experience in that new opportunity, we moved several different times and finally landed in a new city that we had like wasn't, it was sort of on our radar, but not really. And um, that was definitely a highlight of the year. We're so happy and we love where we've landed. Super grateful for our house. And and so in, I think in the past, going through that new experience of not knowing what's next, right? I mentioned I'm such a planner. I'd like to look and know and 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 anticipate what's ahead. And just having that be completely out of my control and be like, mm, not really sure where we're going, but it's going to be new. <laughs> it really, I feel like trusting my body and trusting that experience was was super transformative. And having that word or that theme to guide me through the year helped a ton. Another one of my highlights was learning to wake surf. Shout out to my awesome friends, Jared and Adrian. They taught me how to wake surf. And and I've shared in the past my history with back pain. And even though I I don't have symptoms anymore, I can do whatever I want to do, there's still a little voice in the back of my head saying, oh, are you sure you want to do that? Be careful. You might flare something up. You might hurt yourself. And so learning to wake surf, I knew I was going to wipe out a lot. <laughs> and and so I was a little bit nervous, but I trusted my gut. I trusted my body. I followed that theme for the year, which was new. And it was definitely a highlight of my year. Totally addicted. Can't wait to do it again this summer. And another highlight I would say is meeting new people and making new friends. I mentioned I'm an introvert. And while it's easy for me to connect with people, I'm not someone who really goes out of my way to reach out and to new people, especially because I am pretty shy. And so making that extra effort, I made some amazing dear friends who I'm so grateful for. And I made some new business friends who I'm so grateful for. I reconnected with an old friend from college and and that was definitely a highlight of my year. So I hope some of those examples help you see, right? Like I could have in the beginning of the year set a goal or intention to learn a new sport or meet new friends, but I I don't think that that would be concrete enough or or it wouldn't really describe how I wanted to feel. And like I said, I wanted to feel new. I wanted to feel like I was experiencing new things. And so that really guided my decisions and and some of those choices that I made throughout the year. 
The third thing I wanted to share with you is I actually just heard this from my friend, shout out to my friend Janelle, who is one of my new business friends who I'm so grateful for. She posted this in her Instagram stories the other day, and she's choosing a theme for each quarter, which I love that idea. So if the idea of setting a overall intention or even one big goal or choosing even one word that you want to feel for the year, if that feels too overwhelming, what if you chose and broke it down into quarters or even months? Like, is there is there something that you want to experience or a theme or intention that you have month by month and break it down into smaller chunks if that feels better to you? And and I so if you're on my email list, I sent out five journal prompts that I use just kind of as my new year process, my reflection process, my goal setting process. And so I want to share those with you. I'll also post them in the show notes so you can look at them, especially if you're driving right now and don't have time to write them down. So look for those in the show notes. And the first thing is, is really for reflection. So I want you to think about What are three to five things that you are most proud of or grateful for from 2022? Three to five things you're most proud of or grateful for that happened this past year. Number two, what do you want to do more of in 2023? So you can look at that list of things you're most proud of or grateful for and carry that over into 2023, some of those highlights of things that you want to keep doing. Or after looking at that reflection in that list, is there something missing that you wish you would have done more of or prioritized that you want to do more of in 2023? The third question is, What do you want to stop doing or let go of in 2023? This can be an action. This can be a feeling. And same thing, after reflecting on your past year and thinking about what are you most proud of and grateful for, I'm assuming some other things are going to come up. Just the way that our brain works, it's likely also going to bring up some things that you did not enjoy or hated or that were really hard or maybe that blocked you or prevented you from moving forward. So what do you want to stop doing or let go of in 2023? I'll give you my example is, so my word for 2023 is fearless. And I have some personal stuff coming up that's going to require me to embrace fear. And I also have big goals for my business and they're scary to me. And so I embracing, I embracing fear and I'm choosing to practice fearlessness. And so for 2023, part of what I want to let go of is worrying about what other people think of me, worrying about whether or not I'm offending people, worrying about whether or not I'm going to get rejected. And this is easier said than done, I would like to add. However, having that reflection of really kind of what held me back or what I felt like held me back in 2022 and prevented me from doing some of the things I wanted to do, that's what I need to let go of in order to feel how I want to feel, which is fearless in 2023. Number four is, what is one word that describes how you want to feel in 2023? So we already talked about this. So you could think of it also, if you don't want to just choose a word, you can think of it, maybe what's your overall theme? Or what's your overall intention? How do you want to feel 
in 2023. Number five, what actions do you need to take or what kind of person do you need to become in order to feel that way? So for example, if your goal for 2023 is to, you want to do more movement, you want to get back to workouts consistently, you want to get stronger, maybe your word is strong, that that's how you want to feel, or maybe your word or theme is commitment. What actions do you need to take that are different from what you did in 2022 in order to feel that way? Or another way to think of it, what kind of person do you need to become in order to take the steps and the actions for how you want to feel stronger, committed, fearless, new experiences, right? Whatever that is for you, what actions do you need to take and what kind of person do you need to become. I want to go on a little bit of a tangent here. Um, I've been seeing a lot of new year, new you, and people actually being triggered by that statement. They are um, people who say, I hate the bullshit of new year, new you. It's the same you. Don't discount who you are or don't feel like you have to become a new person. And while I do get where they're coming from, right, they're saying like, you're already awesome just as you are no matter what date it is on the calendar, which I, of course, completely agree with. And also, I do think that new year, new you is exactly what some people need. Sometimes we need to become a different person. We need to become a new version of ourselves in order to take those actions. Or like I said, becoming a new kind of person that makes different decisions. So yes, it is still you. However, if you were to say new year, same you, you're going to do the exact same. You're going to take the exact same actions and make the exact same choices that you did last year. So if you're happy with that and you love where you are, that's amazing. New year, same you. I think that's beautiful. But if you are sick of your own shit and you're like, why can I not pull myself out of this funk? Why do I feel stuck? You may need to adopt the mantra, new year, new me. I make, I'm choosing to make different choices this year. I am choosing to take different actions. And this is the new kind of person that I'm becoming. I have so many conversations with people in my community who struggle to stay consistent with exercise. And it's a, it's a common theme on this podcast. I only have what, 25 episodes, but I feel like I've talked about consistency a lot because I totally get it. So many people struggle with it. So if that's you and it's the new year same you, are, does that mean that you're still going to struggle with consistency? Or if it's a new year new you, what new version of yourself, what new choices and new actions are you going to take to achieve that outcome that you want? So again, I'm not discounting who you are and everything that you've gone through in order to get where you are here. But I hope that I'm being clear in terms of sometimes we do need a new version of ourselves to get the outcome that we want. So that was a little bit of a tangent, but just kind of going back to that overall process and that goal setting process, I hope that these are helpful for you. And again, just taking time to reflect and really think about 
what went well, what didn't go well, whether it's your career or personal life, even getting more nitty gritty into uh, if you want to evaluate your a relationship or maybe it's your relationship to yourself, right? Whatever it is, taking that time to reflect picking out the highlights you were grateful for, and what about the year that you didn't love, that didn't make you feel good, that you want to change to feel differently in 2023. I am so excited for this year. I'm sure I say that every year, but there's something about the energy of this year that I am so excited. Maybe it's because the moon is currently in Taurus, which is my sign, and I'm like just extra feeling that energy, but I know this is going to be an awesome 2023. I know there's going to be extremely hard things to come. I know there's going to be challenges. I know there's going to be setbacks. And also, I know that we are strong enough to do hard things and feel hard things. And you absolutely deserve to feel better, happier, lighter, growth, change, whatever you are desiring, you deserve. So cheers, my friends, to a new year, new month, and thank you so much for being here and sharing this space with me, and I look forward to hearing you. (laughs) Hearing you. I wish I could hear you. I will hear myself and hopefully chat with you in the next episode. All right, friends, have an awesome day. I'll talk to you soon. Hey friend, before you go, I want to mention two things. Number one, you heard me on that <laughs> on that outro say, yes, I will hear you on the next episode. No, I cannot hear you, but I would really love to. So I would love to connect with you either on my email list, which there's a link in the show notes that you can go to to sign up. Or come find me on Instagram. I'm at Dr. Sam Chernock, C-H-E-R-N-A-K. I would really love to hear from you and chat with you and hear what word you have set for the year or your theme or your intention, whatever it is. And secondly, I am offering a free webinar this month. It's called How to Get Back to High Impact Workouts Without Fucking Up Your Back. So if that title resonates with you, if you're like, oh my gosh, yes, I want to work out. I want to feel stronger. I love the feeling of high impact workouts. I want to sweat. I want to push myself, but I'm terrified of throwing my back out again. This webinar is for you. So you can go to my email list and I will be sure to let you know all the details when you're on my list. So click the link in the show notes and I will see you there.